and I live in a van down by the river. But he's a racist, probably. Oh, don't get me started on the Native Americans. Oh my God. I have a poster of Jesus holding a Glock and it's turned to the side. There's nothing more inspirational than that, my friend. It's just different. It's a good thing I was drunk. And we're back. Yeah, we is. Uh, the Renaissance, episode 89. Uh, the Getting back to Florence. We've yeah. talked about the Spanish Inquisition, the Portuguese Inquisition, and that's all. It's for a good reason. Yeah, it's not just because we were bored. Right. No, uh, you'll see. It had, had a purpose. Yes. You'll see. But now we're going to bust a cap and some motherfucking art. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. During Lorenzo the Magnificent's life, yes, no fewer than three of the teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> lived at his house in Florence, the Palazzo Medici. Right, uh, uh, Michelangelo, mm-hmm. Leonardo, right. and Botticelli. Now, you know, people don't uh, often associate Botticelli with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Who are the other two, Ray? Michelangelo, Leonardo. Um, Donatello. And? Uh, Yeah, see? No No one ever knows the fourth one. I was lucky I got Donatello. Who is the fourth one? Yeah. Because the fourth one doesn't have an O at the end. Well, see, it was originally Botticelli. Uh, but then at the end of the first season, went, mm, his contract wasn't renewed right. uh, and they replaced him with Raphael. Raphael! And oh. you see, people forget yes. that Botticelli was one of the originals. The first season, yeah. That's like being the fifth Beatle. I was there for a while and then they kicked me out and then mm. they got super famous and I'm bitter for the rest of my life. But I'm sure Botticelli yeah, I was, was I was thinking of the original Darren and Bewitched, but sure, <laughs> you can go with that. Same principle, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so... Um, Let's talk about uh, Alessandro Filippi, <laughs> a.k.a. Sandro Botticelli. Yeah. Uh, for, the next, for the next couple of episodes. Yeah. Uh, probably. Rocket. Probably one of the most famous Renaissance artists, so he deserves some time. He does. Certainly one of my favourites. Right. Um, uh, uh, you know, we were there. When were we there? 2018, we were last in Florence. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and just, uh, uh, by the way, uh, I'm planning, I'm turning 50 in October. I'm planning a 50th birthday party in uh, Havana. Ooh. I was going to do it in Florence. Right. If Depending on travel restrictions. If the travel restrictions are off, I'm planning a 50th in Havana. Nice. Uh, not inviting you, just letting you know <laughs> that I'm gonna Christ. gonna be there. Um, it's gonna be great. Just sort of let you know that we've never been to Cuba. Um, planning on going. I guess everybody um, else is invited. No, I'm not inviting anyone. Oh. I've learnt my lesson after fucking Europe, man. That was. <laughs> Less said, the better. Yeah. No, Chrissy and I need a holiday, just the two of us. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 
Plan is to go to go to Havana, get a little uh, Cuban uh, nanny for Fox. Sure. And just just right. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh. Eighteen eighty. I'm not going to fuck her. Um, <laughs> I, I want to well. believe you. God, I want to believe you. Unless unless Chrissy offers that as my fifty <laughs> birthday present. I mean, then it's... AKA Larry David. Right. I like Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, but right. um, sorry. Yeah. Just just spend a week drinking rum and smoking cigars in nice. Nevada, man. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right. Anyway, don't know how that, what Sandro Botticelli. If his name was Alessandro Filippetti. Why is he known as Botticelli, Ray? What in your deep, deep Ooh, dive research right. did you uncover in that regard? Well, according, I've had bad internet for the last week or so. According to the half page of Wikipedia before it froze, um, didn't his older brother give him that nickname, which means little barrel or little bottle, something like that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I read several versions of the story. Oh, God. Uh, little bottle or little barrel, uh, as you say, mm-hmm. the, the, is apparently what Botticelli means. Got something to do with his older brother, maybe. But I, when I look up barrel in Italian, it's barile, barile, right. B-A-R-I-L-E, barile. When I look up bottle, it's bottiglia. Huh. So it, it sounds to me like it's more bottle, but some... Books say it meant little barrel, so fucked, I don't know. So right. little barrel, little bottle. One story is that his brother worked as a pawnbroker in a store called Il Botticelli, the little barrel, mm. the little bottle, uh, and he just took it from that. Another version is that his older brother was a fat kid and mm. the other kids in the neighbourhood teased him by calling him the barrel. Right. And so his younger brother was the little barrel or the little bottle. Gotcha. It's like you when you Another and I go out, story. the big penis and the little penis. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> which is which? Uh, we'll just leave it right there. I mean, stories should right, have okay. cliffhangers. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another story is that the goldsmith that he was uh, originally apprenticed to oh, was yes. called Botticelli. Oh, I thought he, he was called Botticello, and there was a slight change. Botticello. Botticello, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. he was Botticello, and right. so he was called Botticello. Anyway. Right. We don't know. We, we don't really know, but it means little barrel or little bottle. Right. I don't care. It was a nickname that he picked up somewhere along the line, and he and he just, you know, he just kept it. Right. Because, you know, it was cooler than Filippepe. <laughs> but I, actually, Anything I think else? it was supposed to be – I like the idea that it was a, it was a mean uh, uh, nickname that people gave him at some point – and he just embraced it because that's the kind of guy yeah. Botticelli was. Fuck you. He watch was this. like, yeah, yeah, fuck you. Watch, I'm going to take that mean <laughs> insult make it fa- and Immortal. make it famous. Yeah. yeah. People will remember it and associate it with the greatest beauty 500 years from now. How do you like them fucking apples? Of the high, I just like that. Of the high Renaissance art, yeah. Just like in, um, what was that, Goodwill Hunting? Do you like apples? I got her phone yeah. number. I, I got this name immortalized. How do you like those apples? i got to get that now. <laughs> do you like apples? Yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them, Apple? <laughs> yeah, but now we all have her number, dickhead, because well, you just you held it up on the glass. Glass wall. So I'm calling her. Yeah, we we yeah. 
Yeah, I would have gone, we all have a fucking number now, dickhead, and we didn't have to do any work. How do you like them apple apples? You're not, you're not so smart now, are you? And then he comes in, he kicks your yeah. ass for 15 minutes. It's not the perfect plan, but it's a pretty yeah. good plan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. He, yeah. Ring, yeah. he rings her up three days later because he's being cool and finds out that the rest of the guys have already fucked her because <laughs> uh, uh, they all had a number. Yeah. And they all so, said they were him. Yeah, so, yeah I'm the smart mouth kid from the so, bar the other night. I thought I already fucked you. <laughs> no, it was somebody else? Oh, yeah. okay. Because I forgot what you were uh, Yeah, because I was drunk. Right. So, not, I mean, I don't know. They, yeah. He's not that smart. <clears throat> Botticelli was born in 1444. Uh-huh. In Florence, in a house, in a street, still called the Via Borgo Onisanti. Nice. Still there. Looked it up in Google Maps, close to the River Arno, not far from the Duomo. His father was a tanner. Uh, so was hey, my father. Uh, right. But he'd just say, I, I tan your hide. Uh, he used to just tan. <laughs> I was the only thing he tanned. He was a tanner, yes. Mariano mm. Divani di Omedio Filippi, Filippi. Cool name. <laughs> now, young Alessandro was apparently a bit of a difficult child. <laughs> uh, wasn't really interested in education. Sounds like Fox. Right. A uh, bit of just a wild child. I'm going to take over the world. Yeah, sorry. Go Originally on. was apprenticed to a goldsmith, as I said before. Uh, and, and it's important to remember, uh, yes. we've talked about um, goldsmiths and sculptors and that kind of stuff before, like Ghiberti, yeah. who made the doors for the um, baptistery. You know, the, the goldsmiths were very close to painting and artists. You yeah. know, they had to design scenes and all that kind of stuff. Not just people, like we think of goldsmiths today, you know, working on jewellery. These guys right. worked on you know, scenes and, and portraits and Gold all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was very different to what we think of as goldsmiths today. But apparently during that process it became evident that uh, uh, young Alessandro had certain artistic talents yeah. and there would have been connections apparently in the from the goldsmiths' um, shop to painters in the community. I even read a story that his father mm-hmm. was the goldsmith. Oh. That his father and his older brother had the goldsmith. Yeah, they opened up store. their own. Yeah, 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 yeah. They went tanning, goldsmith, palm. It's all the same thing. It's just a <laughs> shop. You do shit. Can't be that hard. Punch Anyone out, can go do home. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Podcast, whatever. Yeah. Talk yeah, stuff. yeah. Make a movie. <laughs> Anyone can do that. Um, so, anyway, he ends up give, being given a job in the workshop of Fra Filippo Lippi. Now, right. you remember our friend Filippo Lippi, Ray, I'm sure. Yes. He, he was um, a brother. He was a Carmelite monk, and he joins him in uh, 1461 or 62. And from what I, what I read, they got along well. Um, Botticelli worked very hard. He was completely passionate no, about no, this. No, tell, yeah. tell me about Fra Filippo Lippi. We did shows oh, on him. Um, was he the one? Which guy was he? Was he the... Um, how should I put this? Was he the guy that was a little gung-ho when it came to the tip of his penis? And there were times when Cosmo had to lock him into his room to get any work out of him? That was that. him. Yes! Yeah, it was him. You guessed yeah. right. Yes. I should have a... Uh, I should Woo! have like a, a... I get a star. Here we go. Hold on. I get a star. I've got something here. Um, okay. 
that's not the one. I was looking for this one. Yeah, Ray got it right. <laughs> you won't need that anymore tonight, so you can retire that clip. No, I just need this one. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know uh, why I have that us. in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but it was Philippo a great Lippi, yeah, he, yeah, painter. Cosimo locked him up in the Palazzo Medici once. He tied his bed sheets together to escape and they found him in a brothel. Hell um, yeah. He's the one that Lorenzo finally sent to a monastery back in his hometown to get him out of Florence and away from right. temptation. Unfortunately... He, he saw a young nun, painted her as the Virgin Mary, oh, then right. fucked her, knocked her up, ran away with her. She Hell had a yeah. kid, then he dumped her, got hooked up with another woman, ended up oh dying, God. they think, poisoned by the father of some young yes. girl he was fucking. So, uh, this is the guy rock star. that Botticelli apprenticed with. Yeah. Here, take my son under your wing and teach him everything you know. <laughs> that sounds yeah. fine. Sure, that's a yeah. recipe for success. Yeah. Is, yeah, it is like the Mick Jagger of <laughs> yes. fucking Florence at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fucking A. Come here, um, kid. Yeah. Now, he, now, here's a true story. Uh, right. uh, the other night, I was researching Botticelli, 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 Flip, Filippo Lippi, Filippo Lippi, Botticelli, doing all my work downstairs in the living room. I go, I finish 11 o'clock, go up to the bedroom, climb up the stairs to a bedroom, sitting out the front of the bedroom. Right. And I'd been telling Chrissy the story over dinner about Botticelli was sent to Lippi and Lippi fucked this nun and ran away right. with her and blah, blah, blah. Right. Get up to the top of the stairs. At the top of the stairs, at the front of our bed, on the foot, on the floor, at the front of the bedroom, is a, is a picture of the painting that Filippo Lippi did of the nun that he fucked. Right. Huh. And I was like, to Chr- Chrissy was inside the bedroom. She was sewing. A sewing table is set up in there at the moment. Right. I was like, did that's hot. Did you put this there? She goes, what's that? Turns out it was the uh, ticket stub of the Uffizi Gallery. And oh. I don't know, Fox must have gone through her drawer, right. found it, was looking, left it there. I had been talking about Botticelli and this guy who was Botticelli spent. I woke up says, and it's sitting there, I know. And I Spooky. immediately converted to <laughs> Judaism. Good for you. <laughs> and then from Judaism to Christianity and then right. from that to... A different kind Islam. of Christianity. Oh. Then I became Islam, and then I, yeah. I joined a witches, <laughs> whatever they right. have, Harry Potter mm. club. But that's freaky. yeah, that's freaky <laughs> as hell. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, after he graduated from Lippy's studio, mm-hmm. and I think that was around about the time Lippy was sent to the monastery to try and get him away from stop fucking up, uh, uh, right? The whores, yeah. as you do. Uh, Botticelli was invited to live at the Palazzo Medici nice. by Lucrezia, Piero the Gaudi's wife, Lorenzo's right. mama. Well, I think we said in a previous episode, she is not just this passive lay back and let my husband do everything. She took art and religion very seriously. I mean, yeah, she's the one who puts out this invitation and she is the one, her, um, I think it's her artistic attitude and abilities actually get passed on to her son, Lorenzo. So this woman is the real deal. She's just not laying around. She's very active in the community. Yeah. 
Lucrezia Tornabuoni. Right. And she, uh, remember, wasn't she from Rome, yes. I think? And everyone was upset yes. that they went and got this woman from Why Rome. Why you need a Roman woman? What's wrong with the Florence? Hey, women. You know, but, but he had a big parade or a big pageant and everybody was happy. Actually, no, Forget she's about. wrong. Wrong was that the girl. Wrong one? This, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think that was Lorenzo's oh, wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, who was yeah. From Rome. Still, it was fun to say all that. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about Lucrezia, it. Lucrezia was actually born in Florence, oh, um, but yes, she's a patron of. You got the bit. She's she's a patron of the arts. She was also the author of poems and plays herself. Yes. So well educated, uh, read Latin and Greek. Was you know not uh, not just um, stay at home uh, mama. You know she was she was she was a force in her own right. And as a result of uh, her inviting Botticelli to come and live with them, big Mm -hmm. honor. I mean, he was a kid from his dad was a tanner. Come in my house. Here are the. Yeah. Here are the Medici. The 1%. The rulers. Well, the yes. 1% of the 1%. The rulers of Florence. Right. Uh, you know, the, 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 this is in Piero's time, right? So, yeah. The elite. <clears throat> like, elite. yes, the elite fucking. It's, it's like being creme. invited. Sorry. It's like by being invited to live in, I was going to say Donald Trump's house, but um, somebody more impressive than right. somebody who actually has money. Yeah. Like Bill Gates, yeah, just uh, finding a fucking graffiti artist, right? Uh, so, hey. Graffiting trains in Brooklyn, right? And going, hey, come and come and live at the Gates Mansion. Break, bre- uh, break just bread be- with us, please. Yeah, yeah. Grow up with our kid. We've got some kids yeah. that are a little bit older than you, a little bit younger than you. Sorry, both, Botticelli was both. five years older right. than Lorenzo and Juliana. Yeah, um, fucking come on, come, in. come. Giuliano was like a couple of years younger than Lorenzo. Right. right? So, yeah, but right. he's about five years older than Lorenzo. Come and live. Come and live with us. Um, like, who does that? Maybe she has an eye for character. I don't know. Yeah, he was maybe, uh, he, you know, they were so worried about him after he'd been around Lippy for five years right. that they well, uh, wanted to nice. keep him out of trouble. Anyway. Uh, maybe they just thought, listen, you're, the, you're our new live-in artist. Uh, right. Lippy used to live here. He was imprisoned here. Now, uh, you're his. Yeah, it's like, well, listen, you, yeah. we're going to get you to paint a lot of shit in our house. Yeah. Quite honestly, just easier if you live here. You're going to yeah. be painting frescoes and stuff. Yes. You know, just just live here. Pull up a chair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And maybe she was tapping it. I don't know. I like to think uh, she was, because he was around like 20 she was by this point. Oh, yeah. She was like, listen, <laughs> my husband's n- name is the Gouty. Like, quite honestly, <laughs> that tells you everything about what I'm getting. Right, right so hmm. drop your trousers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> drop trial. Yeah. Pick up a brush and drop your trousers. <laughs> um, now, we have to imagine that he was getting a lot of humanist. Yes. He, didn't ha- he didn't have a great education before right. that. Uh, you know, apprentice to a goldsmith, poor family. Probably getting a good humanist education, though, while he's there around Lorenzo Giuliano, becomes very close friends with them. But later on in life, much later in life, he painted one of his masterpieces and put Lucrezia, uh, Lucrezia front and centre of it. I know this is sort of jumping around, but I wanted right. to talk about 
this painting as a way of honouring her. 1483, which is sort of really his key period in the 1480s. He born in 44, 54, 64, so he's, in his, he's nearly 40. Late thirties, nearly forty, when he has his all of his greatest works that we remember him for painted in this period. Right, he painted a painting known as Madonna of the Magnificat. Oh, um, like yeah. Well, the, you, you know about the Thundercats, right? Um, right. So bef- before There's the a- Thundercats, <laughs> the earlier version of the Thundercats was the Magnificats. <laughs> right. Um, oh, here's and their, she was their here's leader. their theme song. Right. Oh. Yeah. like to think that the theme song came first. Right. Um, and it took exactly 30 seconds to write that song. Thunder, 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 cats. And then the guys who were given the job of coming up with the animation and the story right. were told, you're only allowed to spend as much time coming up with the concept <laughs> as they came up, as they spent coming up with the theme song. Uh, because basically it's it's yeah. an animated show about a bunch of superheroes with cat faces. That's it. It's right. just... Very it's, little clothes. They're, yeah. They're like uh, masters of the universe, but with cat faces. That's, that's sure. it. Sure. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. What, what else do you need? Cat faces on, on masters Don't. of the universe bodies. I'll sign I mean, up yeah. yeah. We'll we take He-Man's body and we'll just give it a cat face. <laughs> what else do you need? So anyway, the Magnificats right. were the earlier Christian version of that. And, um, and so, yeah, he painted a painting of uh, Madonna, the Madonna, mm-hmm. uh, not, not, not the sexy Madonna, but the, right. the, 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 the biblical right. Virgin Mary Madonna. Sure. With her two young children, Lucretia's the Madonna in the painting, with Lorenzo and Giuliano in it as angels. Sure, sure. Holding uh, a book that she's writing in. Uh, do you have the painting in front of you, Ray? Let me pull this out. Um, and then I, bring up the painting, Devil. <laughs> I do. It is, it is out where I can see it. Yeah. Now, uh, the first thing I think of when I look at this is uh, Lucrezia was a hottie. Yes. In her prime. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, look, yeah. Botticelli knew how to paint hotties. That, that's what he's mostly right. known for, is painting hot, hot There's chicks. There's some sex in there. No one had he ever painted No right. one had ever painted a sexy woman before in, yeah. uh, you know, modern times. Maybe back in Rome and Greece they did. We don't know. Right. But in, in this, in, you know, the modern era or the right. Renaissance era, yeah. up until he's then, no one out. had painted s- sexy babes before. He invented yeah. 
sex. He brought sex back. He's bringing sexy back. Yeah. Because you look at... You look at the the Virgin Mary in here, and I'm going. <laughs> wouldn't be a yeah. virgin very long if I was around that man. There'd be twins. Swear Baby to Jesus God, and another one. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, in front of her kids. I don't know. Now, like, I mean, this is classic Botticelli. Um, just perfect, flawless, uh, pale yeah. skin, big Detail. eyes. Yep. You know, a, a, a realistic looking nose. Uh, sort of. Sexy lips, uh, very red, sexy oh. lips, yeah. bit pouty, oh, wow. yeah. Mm. Perfectly flawless, cream, milky, creamy yeah. skin. Her hair has got gold in it, yes. and it's like this, this sort of classic Botticelli. The hair almost looks like, I don't know, tentacles almost. You know, it's like uh, thick strands coming around. Mm-hmm. Looks like, you know, you, you could wrap your dick in one of them. It's just, <laughs> just been... Curled or permed or set or whatever they call it. Perfect for a penis insertion. I, I agree with you, Cam. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you could uh, just... And she's kind of a little bit... Her head's a little bit tilted here, like she's about to go down on you or something. I don't know. It's just it's just <laughs> sexy, man. Like, like again, yeah. I'm, I've been a bit yeah. silly, but you. this is, is 1483. Right. Imagine you you seeing the, I mean I I don't have to tell you how many people jerked off the, where this was sure. hung the, on the floor they had to put a carpet down and change the carpet every day because this is basically Playboy you look it. at this right. with your fourteen eighty three yeah. glasses on yeah this is Playboy fourteen eighty three edition like this is just she is sex on a stick. Right. Uh, and, the, and the angels aren't bad either if you're into that kind of thing. So the two boys kneeling in front of her are uh, apparently based on Lorenzo and Giuliano. Right. The, uh, the baby Jesus in her lap, yeah. um, uh, I believe, was based on L- Lorenzo's daughter, Lucrezia de' Medici. So even nice. though he looks like he's uh, just a, a child at this stage, right. he was actually, you know, pushing. He'd already pushed one out himself, or his <laughs> wife had pushed one out. Right. I think she was the Roman. Right. The other three angels. There are five angels in this. The other three angels. There are two that are holding a very flimsy-looking uh, halo-y crown delicate. over the Madonna's head. Right. Yeah, very delicate. Yeah. Uh, they the, those other three apparently based on Botticelli's own sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, you know one of them's bending over Lorenzo and Giuliano, and she hug. looks like yeah, yeah she's yeah. a bit of a threesome going on there. I think is, is what she's <laughs> suggesting. Now the book that I referred to that uh, the Madonna is writing in right uh is apparently the uh magnificat that's where yeah. the the title of this comes from it's right. a, a a a song that's in uh, the bible according to the gospel of luke mm-hmm. when mary found out that yahweh had magically raped her <laughs> she uh she said, my soul doth magnify the Lord or magnificat anima mea dominum, which -hmm. is what she's writing in this book here, uh, which is why it's called Madonna of the Magnificat. 
Now, uh, well, tell me, tell me what else about the painting um, you notice and you like, Ray? Let's let's talk about this painting. Right. People playing at home, if you can, it, and let's it face it, you, yeah, we're, we're recording this in the middle of the pandemic and the lockdown, so, you, so you're not doing got, anything. Just yeah, yeah. Exactly. Pull your pants up for a second right. and right. Uh, get up a picture of Madonna of the Magnificat and just right. uh, relish with us yeah. this masterpiece. Well, this is what I found interesting because you went to something when you were describing it that I did because when I was doing a bunch of YouTube videos and and and, and, and uh, different texts, it talks about the love between the mother and the child that Mary is not um, depicted in the scene from the song itself, but she's giving thanks to God. There's spiritual intimacy between mother and child, but she, at the same same time she's being. Uh, thankful to God. In her left hand is a pomegranate, and the baby seems to be taking that from her. That pomegranate represents his passion, his uh, his future ability to suffer, to bear, to endure, but also to have patience. Um, that's going to be his lot, lot in life and his, as he gets older. Her robe is okay. open. Yeah. What? Okay. 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 Am I going too Why? far? Okay. Why? Yeah. Why what? Why does the pomegranate represent oh, all of that? I I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it's not a fruit that I really get into. I don't even know if it's a fruit. I don't know why. I don't know. Tell me why. <laughs> I got notes, baby, but I don't have that note. You didn't think about the notes. You're just reading from a book or Copy Wikipedia and paste. Page, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say read. No. You didn't. You put no thought into it. You just. What's, what's pomegranate? You, you are reading it now. Did Jesus create? Mm. What? What? Why not a banana? Yeah. Tell me. Okay. So, no, but well, I will in a minute. But I don't want you to read. I want you to look. Oh. You, Ray, the fucking bearded Ted Kaczynski <laughs> lookalike, the Unabomber. <laughs> that, that wasn't. Look at the painting and tell okay. me what strikes you. What 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 is your eye drawn to? What does it make you feel? Communicate with me as a human. Don't. Read something oh, that some other cunt wrote. I worked really hard for 15... Anyway, okay, when I look at look, it... Well, we'll get to that. You can no, read no. the other stuff, but I want you yeah. to look at it first. I, I like you said, um, when I first looked at it, I'm like, isn't she more attractive? Isn't she unnecessarily attractive? Because people aren't thinking about her beauty. They're thinking about uh, she's the mother of God, the queen of heaven, that kind of stuff. And she has, is having a very intimate moment with her son who is looking up into her eyes. I think she's looking into his eyes. You've got the angels, like you said, uh, but the, it's, it's aesthetically pleasing her looks, the colors, the balance, even the background in between her and her sons is detailed. It gives perspective. The entire thing is just aesthetically pleasing. And uh, it was, it was almost like it's so pretty. It might distract people from, what the message should be, which is, you know, she's she's the queen of heaven and all things are possible through her and her son. I don't know. I just found it. It was like almost too pretty for what it's supposed to do. If it's supposed to remind you of baby Jesus and you're supposed to live your life according to him. Does that make sense? It was almost like too good. It's too good to be too, too pretty, religiously too effective. Too pretty. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Because a couple hundred and years I ago, think- it was flat. Remember all the flat photo, the flat paintings we saw, the two dimensions? Mm. And now you've got this mm-hmm. thing that is distracting. Mm. 
And I think it did get some criticism uh, mm. along those lines at the time. I'll tell you the thing that strikes me, apart from the fact that Madonna's a complete hottie, <laughs> is just, like just the um, the delicacy of the whole thing. Like, look at the gold. Uh, I don't know what you. I don't know what the technical name is for that, but the trimming, the trimming on her cloak. The oh, gold it's magnificent! Is just yes, it's just so delicate. There, see, there's yeah. like this um, invisible spiritually veil thing yes. uh, over her head. That's like it's like there's this in, almost invisible uh, uh, transparent silk trans. Yeah, yes. something going yes. on around there that you can barely see, but, but it's, it's there. like it's right. it's magnificent. It's like you feel like you could touch that. Um, the other things, I mean, that strike me is that the two boys, I think it's uh, Lorenzo in the orange top. He mm. seems to be the elder of the two. Right. The look on his face is bored. He, he, he's not really looking in his brother's eyes. He seems to be looking past him like, yeah. I can't he believe they're making eyes. me do this. Yeah, How yeah exactly. Yeah. Get this angel now, off me. Oh, I, well, he is an angel, apparently. Right, but the red um, head, the, the one with the red dress. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's just let's just go bone anyway. Why am I here while this silly woman's writing a book? Yeah. Um, uh, he does seem to be just thinking about all the things he'd rather be doing. He just yeah. looks bored out of his brain. Yeah. Uh, Giuliano, not so much. But the other, the other thing, what do you notice about the angels? They're all very young. They're very pretty. Uh, the, again, the detail, like on the red dress, the pattern of her cloth, that's, that's just amazing. Their hair is immaculate. The skin is flawless. They're at the height of youth and health. And what, are they, what, yeah. do they, what do they not have, the angels? Oh, sexy wings? Yeah, angels without yeah. wings. They haven't earned them yet? No, I'm reaching. Ignore that. <laughs> You gotta earn your wings. I guess you like Clarence. Gotta clock up. Gotta, yeah. They gotta clock up their hours. Right. Uh, I was, I was thinking Top kids. Gun. Yeah, you can ride well, my ass anytime. The thing, I, the thing I was trying to describe earlier is that it's a religious painting, but it's not overly religious. Like the attention to wings, like the the details. The, there's three angels, or I guess you could say five angels. Not a wing in sight. Oh, it's definitely a pawn painting in my book uh, but it's magnificent just beautiful oh, yeah. the colors yeah. uh, i kept know, zooming I mean, in just look at the oh my god yeah yeah the colors of the, like her scarf it's like some sort of pink and blue and gold it, it's just yeah. all magnificent um now the other big thing the first thing that uh, I, I noticed about it is it's round yes it's a round painting a i think that's called a tondo a round mm-hmm. painting. Apparently, all uh, the rage at the time, um, for some reason, a circular work of art is a tondo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, apparently, they go right back to to Greek antiquity. Uh, round really? paintings, but okay. it's it, yeah, it's a way of. I think it's a way of concentrating. Uh, the the uh, focus the observer uh, of the sorry. artist of the of the observer yeah okay the artist's way of concentrating your your focus into a particular area right. by skipping a lot of the background anyway um, he did a lot of tondos apparently Botticelli during this period 
Oh, just marvelous. Yeah. I'm going to have this pattern printed onto a plate and send it to you because it, it looks like a pl- giant plate to me. This, now, I have plates of Elvis and dogs playing poker, but nothing this high falutin. <laughs> Well, I was in Sydney recently. I nearly, I, I was, I went into a, uh, we call them a Salvation Army. Do you have the Salvation Army over yes. there? Mm-hmm. Salvos? Oh, like a secondhand right. store, a pawn Goodwill. shop. No, it's not yeah. a pawn shop, really. Goodwill, yeah. Right. Yeah. And they had uh, a couple of plates of uh, Annie and uh, Daddy Warbucks <laughs> on them, right. hand painted, that I was going to get for Chrissy because she loves Annie. Yeah. But um, fortunately, she she talked me out of buying them for her. Um, yeah, now, uh, there are three copies of this painting today, apparently. One in the Uffizi in Florence that we saw, uh, one in the Louvre, and one at the Pierpont Morgan Library in New York City, which nice. I'd never even heard of until no. I did this show. And I now have it in my list of things to do to visit the next time I go to New York. Apparently, it has an amazing collection. Nice. What was it called again? Uh, apparently, Pier- the Pierpont Morgan. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, J J P Morgan. You know ah. the the banker guy who got America into World War One. <laughs> um, right. So I'm not sure if it was him or one of his children or whatever that set Still. up the library. One Thank of the, you. One of the Pierpont Morgans. Right. Uh, but the one in the Uffizi is considered the original and the best, apparently. The others are considered copies done by his studio with his students and they're not quite as good. Because, you know, you'd do a painting like this and people would go, well, I want one of those. And he'd like, well, fuck, I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to sit <laughs> down gonna... and paint the same thing. Where's the, where's the fun in that? I'll get my <laughs> students to do it. I'll, I'll supervise, but, you know, I'm not going to do right. it myself. I'll show up. Okay, now, this is where we can read descriptions from books. Uh, I'll let you go first. Okay. No, I just thought it was interesting because um, when I was looking at it, I wasn't thinking anything and, and not thinking in a religious way, which is what I was supposed to be doing. But if you look at her robe, it's open. It's almost framing Christ. It's like she's. It's like Christ is coming out of her to remind everybody that she gave birth to, to this. But what I thought it was... Um, really interesting was that this painting shows the blessings of God in the forms of grace and beauty. And like we said, she's very, she's uh, very beautiful. And, and there was one person who was at, who was saying that Botticelli with this painting was trying to answer the question, what does being blessed look like? And the answer that Botticelli was trying to give us was to have a more intimate, special relationship with Christ. Cause if you look at the, um, the looks, the glances between mother and child, it looks very intimate. It's very calm. It's very loving. There's no drama there. And that God is not remote from everyday life. So it was like, if you do accept Christ into your heart or whatever the hell it is, you can have this kind of peace and serenity and be like these people who are very warm and couched in in, in the love of God. I'm tearing up. <laughs> No, I'm like, I told <sighs> Yeah. Okay, here's a description I stole from a book. Keep it in front of yes. you, uh, listeners at home. The Madonna is sitting bathed in a cheerful light, a transparent veil on her blonde hair, an oriental scarf around her neck, and she is draped in a blue gold-hemmed cloak. 
She is slightly inclined towards the child who is resting on her lap, not because she's about to give somebody a blowjob like Cameron suggested. The child is looking to the skies with an inspired look. Two kneeling angels are offering her an open book into which she is writing the first words of the Magnificat, while Jesus seems to guide his mother's hand with his little arm. One angel standing in the back is hunched over two of his companions. On the far sides, two angels are stretching out their arms to hold a royal crown over the virgin's head. In the very back, we see a sunny landscape, a winding river, a castle on a hilltop, and the sapphire blue sky, from which golden rays are flowing and pouring a golden shimmer over the hair and draperies. If that's all it takes Uh, to have a history degree... Anyway, an art or history degree. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Now, anyway, I want to talk continue. about the pomegranate. I want yeah, to talk about the pomegranate. Now, you read a bunch of you read a bunch of bullshit before about the red seeds symbolizing the blood shed by Jesus, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and his yeah, passion and his suffering. Deep. But of course, yeah. you half you not even half did it because you you don't know why. Well, I just pitched so, the pomegranate. You catch it. Oh right, I had I'm to catch the pitcher. It. The pomegranate. You're the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Pomegranate symbolism of the pomegranate goes way back to ancient times. Way right. back in your ancient Greece, it was mm. a symbol of regeneration and immortality. Ooh. Which had the Christians then picked up. And right. borrowed that. Well, yeah, they did in, in you know, the stories of, of ancient gods, etc., etc. Gotcha. In ancient Greek mythology, the pomegranate was known as the fruit of the dead. And Ooh. one version of the story, there's a number of them, but one was that the fruit sprung up from the blood of Adonis, the mortal lover of Aphrodite. Right. Now... Uh, according to Ovid, writing in Augustus's time, uh, Adonis was conceived after Aphrodite caused his mother, Myrrha, to want to fuck her own father, Sounds right. King, Kine- King Kinaras of Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's not... Incest if a goddess makes you do it. Uh, Now, Mira had sex with her father in complete darkness for nine nights. And then he finally discovered her identity and chased her with a sword. I know. Shouldn't he cut his own penis off? Why is he chasing her? I mean, he's equally guilty. It's like, uh, wasn't it Lot and his daughters in yes. uh, the yes. Bible? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I had sex oh my with my two young hot daughters. Oh, no, what? Nine, nine oh, times? Oh, wait. I got to move. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen, gotta I was drunk. What can I say? Right. I, I got to confess right. here. Mia culpa. Was, I still got hard. I faced I'm kind of proud of that. I still <laughs> yeah, got somehow. I'm drunk because I'm somehow. old. Somehow. Still got a gun and came, but, uh, you know, yeah. Oh, my God. So this guy, unknowingly, not once, not twice, 
but for nine nights right. in a row had sex with his daughter. Anyway, That's then he's like, oh, what? No, I'm so, oh, I'm appalled. Chases her with right. a sword. To save her, the gods transformed her into a mer tree and in the sure. form of a tree, she gave birth to Adonis. Adonis. Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly how that works. The science is, right. it's been like 5G giving people <laughs> coronavirus level science here uh, right. beyond my pay grade. I, I have to ask, in this painting and other things like that, it sounds like we're mixing pagan stories, pagan myths, and Christianity. Is that allowed? Or isn't some monk going to freak out when he sees this painting or if, if he realizes the stories behind it? Is that allowed? Well, Christian Christians have been adopting pagan stuff from the beginning, man. That's that's how it was yeah, it but turned into ad- something. Do, you, the reason- do they admit it? Right. But do they admit oh, it? Oh, yeah. Of course they do. Yeah, yeah. They admit it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Even the early... <laughs> Yeah, right. even in the early right. uh, church fathers, you read this stuff, they go, well, yes. Yeah, look, we took that <laughs> festival and we called it our festival. What's wrong with that? It's fine. Don't worry about Made it. it Get on with it. No one will know. Yeah. No one will know. Jesus is coming back next <laughs> week. We're all going to heaven. Yeah, well, no right. one's going to be around 2,000 years from now to po- poke holes in uh, our bullshit stories. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys oh, are God. paranoid. <laughs> Now, uh, she gave the tree gave birth to Adonis. Now, Aphrodite found the baby, gave him to Persephone to be raised, uh, the queen of right. the underworld. He Ooh. grew up very handsome. We, that's why we say people have the body of an Adonis, Greek Adonis. He, he, had his, he, right. he was a hottie. He, uh, <laughs> he, he had the bod from God, right. the bod of a god. Uh, but he wasn't. He was a human. Right. But uh, when he was growing up, both Aphrodite and Persephone fought over him. They both Uh-oh. both wanted to claim him as their own. Zeus has to get involved, eventually decrees oh, that Adonis would spend one-third of the year in the underworld with Persephone, one-third of the year with Aphrodite, and the other third of the year with whoever he wanted to. And he chose to spend that final third with Aphrodite. Now, as I've always said, if I had to believe in a god, right, I would believe in Aphrodite. She's the goddess of love, beauty, pleasure, and procreation. Come on, if you're going to believe in a god, what's not to yeah? What's uh, not to love? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, uh, uh, the 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 other name of Aphrodite is. Oh, uh, Venus, I don't know. The Romans called her Venus. Venus. Thank you. God. Now, what, what is one of the most famous paintings that Botticelli did in the same period he was painting the Madonna of the Magnificat? Oh, Venus on a half shell. <laughs> it's, not, it's not its official name. No, but yes. But you'll take it? Yes, yes. <laughs> the birth of Venus. Right. Now, Botticelli Botticelli knows what he's doing, of course, here. He right. knows the story of Adonis. Um, he knows Aphrodite's connection to that. He knows about the connection between 
the Madonna, the hottie, mm-hmm. right? Uh, who gave the, who is basically for the Catholics the goddess of procreation mm. and love, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That basically the Virgin Mary, the in in Catholic symbolism, is basically Aphrodite, right? Right. They've taken Aphrodite and Venus. Put a put a clothes on her. Same thing though. You right. Know? She's she's the goddess. She's the chief goddess of Catholicism. They pray to her, uh, and she's you know protecting them in childbirth and goddess of babies and all this kind of shit. Right. So I think he's making. I think there's some cunning connections in here. He's not the first to. You, anyway, let me get back to the Aphrodite story, the Adonis story. So one day, Adonis uh, is on a hunting trip. And uh, he gets gored by a wild boar and dies in Aphrodite's arms. Damn. Um, She weeps while he's in her arms. His blood mingles with her tears. Sure. And uh, becomes the anemone flower. Okay. I don't know what that is, but. Uh, It's a a flower. Okay. Okay, got it. it's a flower. Kind of, got it. Yeah, they're red and white, um, okay. like blood. I think they come in other colors as well, purple, white, etc. But there you go. They're, they're, oh, that's, cool. That's that. Anyway, Aphrodite declared that there would be a festival commemorating his death, the Adonia Festival, right. to be celebrated by women every year in the midsummer, during which they would plant gardens of these flowers... Right. The, uh, the, they would sit on top of their houses in the hot sun. The plants would sprout, wither, and die, and that's when the, woman, the women would mourn the death of Adonis, tear their clothes, and beat their breasts mm. in a public display of grief. Right. Huh. Okay. So what does that all have to do with the pomegranate? Uh, nothing. I don't fucking know. Uh, well, because it, yeah, no, it is no. The pomegranate. That's one version of the story. The other version of the story. That's Ovid's version. Ovid's version. Right. The other version of the story was apparently that it was the pomegranate tree that came from the death of Adonis. Oh, uh, because it the seeds look like blood. Right. So he died. His blood seeped into the ground. And from it grew the pomegranate tree. Now, the Christians went, well, we'll just fucking steal that <laughs> and make it the symbol of Jesus's blood. Because, uh, look, there's only so many things that are red in this world. And uh, the Greeks already took them all. We, we, have to, we just have to take one of their things. Uh, by the way, Adonis's name comes from the Canaanite word meaning Lord. Adonis. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The Lord Elite. died, blood, uh, regeneration as a pomegranate or as right. a flower, blah 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 <laughs> Most modern scholars believe that the story of Aphrodite and Adonis comes from an earlier Mesopotamian myth of Inanna and Dumuzid, right. also known as Ishtar and Tammuz. I've heard of Ishtar. What do you know about Ishtar? Yeah, what do you know about Ishtar? Um, there was a movie with Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman, something Ishtar. That's the extent of what I know about Ishtar. 
I don't think that's what you were asking for. Mm, yeah, but that's something. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me about Ishtar. Ishtar. Well, Ishtar is like Persephone in Greek mythology, goes down into the netherworld, etc., etc., mm. part of the goddess of death and rebirth. Um, every Easter you will see uh, um, uh, posts, uh, articles and blog posts saying that Easter comes from Ishtar um, right. oh. because, you know, the Easter supposedly when Jesus died and was reborn and connects to Ishtar and rebirth. Um, no truth to the etymology of that, though. It's one of these things that that fucking guy that, did that documentary uh, that turned it into a fucking cult, uh, whatever it's called. The uh, the uh, anyway, I can't remember now. He did a pseudo Christian documentary fifteen years ago, which was pretty mm. bad. Anyway, he spread stories like that. Right. Anywho, yeah. Uh, just the uh, the connection is Adonis is a dying and rising god. Now, not like Jesus. He didn't rise as a spiritual dude no, fuck no. Uh, and go around to his friends and going, stick your finger in my hole. <laughs> but he, you know, people, Christians like, uh, Christians like to say, well, uh, there are no other dying and rising gods just like Jesus. Well, no, it's like all superheroes are slightly different, but right. they follow a template. Yeah. Right, they they normal human have an accident, get superhero powers, right. uh, uh, and then somehow don't just use them to get rich and and <laughs> you know do shit. They they help people they, selfless. Yeah, yeah, like that would happen. Cats out um, of trees. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but a different different formula. He, he comes back as a fruit or as a thing. Point is that is what the pomegranate represents the dying and rising God. All the shit you read in your modern art books mm -hmm. uh, symbolises his blood and his passion. Fuck off with all that bullshit. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it symbolises and has done since ancient Greece right. the dying and rising God motif. But the Christians didn't want you to know that. Right. Even it's today, they don't want to talk about that. Right. They don't want to say, well, this is, you know, uh, has always been the, the symbolism for the dying, rising God motif goes back to Adonis. Uh, they don't want to talk about that. And probably back to Mesopotamia, right? In your, in your humble opinion, you know, I was a Catholic for a couple of years. I didn't know anything about the Magnus, Magnificat or the, um, the other thing that she's writing in that painting, um, uh, that has to do when uh, John the Baptist was being circumcised, his father was thanking God or praying to God or whatever. Does that make me, uh, when I was, does that make me a bad Catholic that I didn't know those? Nah, you're just an average <laughs> Catholic who doesn't pay attention and doesn't read the Bible. I, mean, I feel no, seriously. Now. Most Christians, right. most Christians no don't idea. read the Bible. They don't know right. shit. That's why my. That's why I made a film about stuff that's right. in the Bible because people don't read it. Yeah. Anyway, so my question is. Yeah. Knowing what we know about Botticelli and how he spent all his years in the Palazzo de Medici and, uh, you know, he's around Lorenzo and Giuliano, it's blah, 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 and he does a painting honouring them with them in it, just one of several that he did with them in it, by the way, but honouring Lucrezia. Right. 
Is he deliberately putting this all in there going, well, listen, Jesus is, is partly modelled on Adonis. Go read your Greek uh, mythology. Go read your Ovid, folks. Right. I don't know. But, but here's how far back this connection goes. Uh-huh. There is a mosaic floor dating back to the 4th century in Hinton St. Mary Dorset. Well, that's where it was discovered. It's now in the British Museum. Mm-hmm. It has a bust of either Jesus or the Emperor Constantine I. Right. Historians aren't quite sure. It has a Cairo behind mm-hmm. it, the Cairo symbol, which, you know, as I've said before, but just to remind people, uh, 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 Christians uh, around Constantine's era, or just after Constantine's era, the two major Christian uh, biographers of Constantine, uh, Eusebius and Lactantius, right. we talked about this in our early episodes, said that when Constantine was going to go to battle with Maxentius over the, the, the bridge, uh, mm-hmm. um, the Milvan Bridge, uh, he had his dream and he saw Jesus and Jesus appeared to him and showed him the Cairo symbol yeah. And said, you know, put this or the cross in a different version of the story. I think it was Eusebius that said it was the Cairo. I think Lactantius said it was just a cross uh, or, or, or the other way around. Put this on your flag, on your banners, and you will fight in my name and win. Uh, right. And as we said back then, well, that's pretty fucking random. Why Why those <laughs> things? Why not just write <laughs> Jesus? Uh, you right. know, right. why Why those things? Hey, fucking weird, random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, until uh, you, you, you read shit in books and you realise that that symbol, the Cairo, goes way back. Uh, it turns up in Egyptian coins from Ptolemy Third, I think, uh, you know, like 286 BCE, basically Greek meaning good fortune. Uh. Um, you know, it, Christian tradition says the Cairo is the first two letters of the Greek rendering of Christ. Well, that's a pretty fucking random thing to come up yeah, with. Why like, you, what? Yeah. Why not the two middle letters? Well, it's the first two letters, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we just ran out of room. Jesus is like, it'll do. People will work it out. Don't, are you sure? I don't know. Look, they're pretty clever. They'll work out what you mean. Don't worry. About it. I know what you mean. That's right. what's important. Oh, well, that, couldn't I just write like a big thumbs up or something? Like, why? No, yeah. no, just do no, it. Like, do it the way I specific. fucking told you. Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah. do I have to make you go blind? Like, don't fucking argue. Because <laughs> I will. Me. When are you people going to learn? I fucking will. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask So, uh, by the way, hey, ah, 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 I'm not finished with the mosaic. So, it's got go Jesus or Constantine with a Cairo behind it and either side of it, pomegranates. Oh. If it is, in fact, uh, Jesus in the middle, then the pomegranates uh, connected to the dying and rising God motif with Jesus goes way back to the 4th century. And this mosaic floor was discovered in 1963 by the local blacksmith come (laughs) meth chemist Walter White. That was his actual <laughs> fucking name, Walter White. Wow. Wow. That is cool. That is uh, cool. Now, before you, before you interrupt my flow, the Romans connected the fruit to Bacchus, 
And their story was that Bacchus was asked to take care of a young, lustful, violent god called Acdestus. I'm there. Uh, But Bacchus Bacchus being Bacchus got Acdestus drunk and while he was drunk, had him strung up by his genitals. So I'm glad you said you were there. Had him strung up by his genitals. Damn. The blood that was seeping from his genitals uh, formed a pomegranate, as blood does. I don't know if you've ever bled from your genitals, but every time <laughs> I have, uh, I find it naturally forms a fruit. Experiment. The fruit was then given as a gift by Bacchus to the nymph Nana, and she immediately became pregnant. Uh, hey, here's because some blood, blood from, nuts. from your right. genitals. It's, it's, it's not fruit. Nuts blood. Nut blood. Nut fruit. Nut, <laughs> nut blood fruit. <laughs> Stick it's it less up your pussy. when you say it like and, that, right? Uh, it's less. You'll get pregnant. Nut blood yeah. fruit. Oh. <laughs> so I wanted to ask. Uh, hey, hey, oh, there's more. Hey, I'm not finished. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, some historians, nearly done. Some historians believe that the fruit of the tree of wisdom in the Garden right. of Eden was the was a pomegranate, not an apple. Oh, right. Uh, it, it is the fruit of temptation. Right. Now, again, remember that I said that the Adonis and Aphrodite story, the, the, some historians think, came from Mesopotamia. Uh, the Jews come from Mesopotamia. The Jews, uh, like uh, uh, Abraham, Mm -hmm. uh, was originally from a village near Iraq, basically. So uh, it's quite possible that this is true, that this whole uh, uh, um, pomegranate story was something about maybe... It's it's called the tree of wisdom. There was also the tree of uh, tree of knowledge or the tree of wisdom and the tree of immortality. Mm. Anyway, maybe the pomegranate uh, had something to do with that, and uh, it, it, it the temptation of Persephone right. uh, being led down into the underworld could have been all connected up with that. The temptation to eat the fruit and the temptation of Persephone because. There was a story of Persephone where, uh, in ancient mythology, where she uh, bound herself to Hades, the god of the underworld, mm-hmm. after enjoying a pomegranate. He offered her a pomegranate. He's like, just come a little bit further, my right. girl. Come a little bit further and you can have this nice, tasty nut blood fruit <laughs> and <laughs> led her down into <laughs> the underworld. So Persephone... Uh, was punished for eating the fruit of the pomegranate, blah, 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 Garden of Eden, connections maybe, who knows. Anyway, that's done. I just wanted to point out that the when you see uh, a pomegranate in these Jesus paintings, it's far more complicated than the shitty art books that you read will tell you. 
the five cent description we get from the Christians. Okay. I just wanted to ask with all that detail that you just gave, with all the supposed connections in this painting, as we said at the beginning of the first, uh, at the beginning of this episode, Edumacation wasn't this boy's thing. Reading, sitting down, absorbing all these facts and all these uh, things from long ago, ancient Rome and ancient Greece, is not his thing. Do you think it's possible that as he's living with the Medicis, um, which obviously there's a lot of intellectuals coming over, there's a lot of discussions going on during dinner, which were probably very fascinating, but also when they would go to their summer home and supposedly the Platonic Academy would gather and they would talk about things about Platon, um, Plato and his ideas and uh, Ficino, do you think that maybe he just sat around and absorbed that? Because I don't picture this guy sitting around taking a tons of notes going, oh, no, stop, stop, what did you just say? Say that again. I just picture him listening to these stories taking it in because he seemed to have that kind of imagination and applying it to his artwork years later down the road. How much credence do you think uh, yeah, yeah. that should be? I mean, okay. well, we know that Poliziano was there, Pico della Mirandola was there. All these people were there, like all the great figs of the time. It was basically, you got to think of the Palazzo Medici as a house of podcast. Right. It's basically, he's sitting around <laughs> just with you and I talking at him all the time. Did right. you know that fucking <laughs> pomegranates? He's like, really? Fuck me, eh? Wow, that's it's like our listeners. You know, they're they're jerking off listening right. to us. He, that's, that away. was him, right? And he, you know, just you know, he, he, yeah, he listened. I mean, he wasn't being distracted by watching fucking Tiger King or anything. He <laughs> he was just listening Absorbed. to all he had. Right. Yeah, was these yeah. stories that he was nut getting blood, around huh? the house. Um, nut blood. Okay. Nut cool. blood. Nut blood. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Um, I, okay. I don't want to just finish by talking about this. The the angels in the painting not having any wings. Sure. Uh, why do you think he didn't give them wings? Well, he would have had to have made, well, I don't know. I was going to say he would have had to have squeezed them into the circle more, but that's not really true. You could have just seen the, the beginnings of the wings. Is it youth? Is it, I don't know. Um, would it take up too much space in the painting or is that being too literal? Yeah, I don't think that'd be it. I, look, I, I don't know. I looked for it. I couldn't find anyone giving me a theory on it. Mm-hmm. So I have to come up with my own theory. Oh, good. My own theory is, again, because of the uh, hotness of the Madonna in this and the pomegranate thing going on, there, the, the, he is sort of alluding to Greek uh, uh, mythology right. here. Yes. And the... And the the angels are like goddesses um, because you know your Greek goddesses didn't have wings. Right. Uh, we've talked about, I think about this before. How angels ended up with wings. I mean, the the cherubs. It came from the cherubs. Mm-hmm. Your Greeks and your Romans had your cherubs that were like uh, what were they called? Um, the cherubim the in Greek oh, uh, uh, shit. Can't remember what they did, but they were like um, they they were evildoers. Mm-hmm. Like they were tricksters. Right, right. Little shits. Yeah. Yeah, little shits. That's why they'd shoot you with an arrow <laughs> to make your dick hard. Right? Right. <laughs> For four hours or longer uh, to see your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, this guy, and you know, back in ancient Egypt, they had this too. The ancient Egypts had cherubs with wings. The Greeks and Romans had uh, cherubs with wings, and they, they were they were, but they weren't angels as we think of them in a Christian right. sense. So, you know, the Christians sort of took this uh, Cupid th- idea and uh, translated it into angels. Uh, I think I think I think in the Hebrew Bible too, there's some suggestion of some wings. But the, you know, remember when uh, Lot is in Sodom uh, or Gomorrah, one of them, and angels come and and uh, mm-hmm. the men want to fuck them and bloody bloody blah, blah. They don't have wings, right? There's no story. They were like, well, I, I'm going to fuck these guys, but look, let's just get the wings out of the way. How do you, right. what, what do you do with the there's wings? Like, like when you're yeah. trying to. Yeah, yeah. You two hold the. Wings. So there's no story of wings right. with those guys. There yeah. are certain certain instances of certain suggestions of wings with certain animal, weird spiritually animal things. I think in parts of the Old Testament, but really it's it's a Christian adoption of the the Cupid uh, sort of model. Right. Uh, but goddesses didn't have wings, and as I said before, I look at this and I see the connection between. The hottie as the Madonna, the birth of Venus, and his other famous painting of this era, the Primavera, which we'll talk about in the next episode, and the pomegranate Aphrodite connection. That these are just these are goddesses that he's Ah. painting in here that don't have wings. Like he could paint wings. He did paint wings on angels in other paintings. It's not like he was like, oh fuck, these are too hard. I'm not going to do the wings. It was a deliberate decision not to include wings. My conclusion is it's because they are actually, he's actually going, hey, don't tell anyone. But this is a bunch of Greek mythology in a pseudo-Christian painting. Right, but my reaction to that is if he's doing a religious painting that's not really religious and it's going back, it's hearkening back to the ancient Greeks, you would think some church official would look at it. But again, if it's got the de' Medici family in it or if it's being commissioned by the Medici, no one's probably going to touch this guy, but you you just wonder what was his motivation to kind of push the envelope a little bit. Did he just say fuck it because he was an artist? It, it makes you wonder. It's like you know if you play a Led Zeppelin song backwards, it sure. says worship the devil. Like it's <laughs> it's uh, it's <clears throat> I think it's uh, maybe uh, it could be just hidden code for those who know, right? Right for the for the people in Florence at the time who were humanists and a little bit and, and understood, were starting to understand anyway, the connections between Christian doctrine and Christian mythology and ancient Roman, ancient Greek mythology. He's like, have a, look at, have a look at what I did here. You're yeah. going to love it. Psst, yeah. Come here. Hey, listen, listen. Don't when you get in the tour right. of the painting, he, pull, he pulls a couple of guys aside. He goes, look. It, pay attention. What you'll see is, but don't tell anyone, right? Yeah. Like, here's what I'm. Here's here's what I'm telling the people. But I, I could be reading too much into it. Right. right. Not an art historian anymore. <laughs> used to used to be one. I, I should ask. Um, I should ask Alex Kynaston. Yeah. She's a big Botticelli fan. Yeah. Mm. Get on. All right. Fuck it. Let's move on. We'll 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 talk more about Botticelli next time right. because uh, this is uh, getting long in the tooth. Yeah. And he's worth it. Your mother is a dirty, dirty whore. 
fire and brimstone coming down from the skies, rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Enough, I get the point. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs>